Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Yo, what up? This is Jay Hen, and I got my boy LJ with me, and we got a very special guest. We got Magician Will with us today. What's up, Ma- Will? What's going on, man? Just chilling. How you doing? Pretty good. So I got I got to start off by saying good, I want to I want to I want to tell you exactly how we found out about you. All right. All right. So I wake up like at six thirty in the morning. And I wake up to a Snapchat that was sent to me about 3.15 in the morning. And there was this drunk girl. I will not put her on wax right now. But there was this drunk girl. And she's like, yo, John, I like got this perfect guest for you to be on the podcast. His name is Magician Will. You have to follow him. He's freaking Awesome, and so I looked you up. I hit you up, and you've accepted to be on the podcast. But yeah. the, my question to you right off the bat is: Do you go to the bars and just keep a deck of cards on deck at all times, just to just to showcase skills? Man, uh, honestly, I'm always I'm always trapped all the time. Oh, no matter no matter whether I'm at the bar or whether I'm going to get a drink at McDonald's, like I'm always strapped because you never know who you're gonna meet at any time. Do you, do you always have like do you yeah. have like that one like uh like that one family member that's always like mijo mijo pull do that trick do that one trick do that one trick. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, from friends to family, like it, it comes with the territory. You know, people. Uh, you know, love to see, you know, their friends, you know, do crazy stuff, I guess, you know, and, uh, and of course, you know, they're proud that I'm able to do something like that. So, you know, um, I, I'm never ashamed, you know, when they, when they come and ask me to do something, I'm always open and always ready to, to showcase what I got. Nice. Dude, I was reading this, uh, one book and it was, uh, like this pickup artist book. I don't know. It was a while ago, but one of the things that he did that made him so good at picking up women was that he could perform magic tricks. And for some reason that like the ladies like loved the fact that he could perform magic tricks and he would just pull like left and right. And I was like, damn, I want to learn a card trick or something. 
he stole he stole my question he stole my question i wanted i wanted to ask i wanted to ask did i really do you just get mad bitches doing these magic tricks at the bar at 2 a.m you must uh yeah i mean it it definitely helps uh like when, when i was in high school i used to just use magic just to try and get girls and uh you know and it was it worked it definitely did and uh eventually like i was like yo i want to maybe not start with magic and see what i could do before i throw in the magic and it's like oh shoot he does magic too oh my god you know and uh but yeah no it definitely helps it adds to that whole mystery vibe that you know uh that people are trying to rock and everything uh you know, but, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit of a helping hand, to put it lightly. So we had a magician on the podcast before. Shout out to Randini. I work with Randini. And, and he gets all the attention at work. <laughs> all the attention. He gets like like executives and like 20 people just surrounding him. I'm like, ugh, well, Randy's still over there doing his fucking, fucking, rant, fucking magic <laughs> trick again. There he goes. Fucking Randy. Fucking Randy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on the fence about asking this question <laughs> because she wanted me to ask this question. She knew that uh, you were going to be on the podcast today. And she said, I said, do you have any, you know, specific questions for him? And this, hey, it's going to sound like a dumb question, but I got to ask for her. And this is word for word, quote me. Just ask him, how the fuck does he do it? <laughs> do, do you like, uh, uh, is, is, is part of it like, um, like just distraction? And, and, or is there more, a, more, yeah, uh, sure. more to it? Yeah, what is it? Well, uh, it's, it's a mixture of all these different types of things from, you know, from distraction to psychology to just the presentation presentation is everything always and anything that we do and uh and you know and uh that's what i love so much about it is that you know you as a performer you could do the most simple trick but if you present it in the right way it could be something beyond magic you know it could really leave a lasting impression on somebody and so uh you know there like to be honest there's always a trick or there's all you know there's always an answer to the trick there's always an explanation but uh, my goal when I do a magic trick is to give you all the pieces to the puzzle and show you everything in advance, um, you know, uh, like everything that you could possibly think, oh, well, that might be the way it's done and kind of decline all those ideas by the end of the trick. So there's no explanation. So when you try to put all the pieces together, none of them will fit. And, you know, and that to me is, you know, what a perfectly executed magic trick is, you know, you give all the the ideas and the scenarios and you like kind of eliminate one by one throughout the entire trick. So by the end of it, people are like, what the fuck, what did I just see? You know? And, uh, yeah. and that, you know, that's my favorite part about it. <laughs> exactly. So like, what do you primarily use as like tools? Do you use like cards? Do you use like, uh, I don't know, like what, what do you, what do you, Using fucking lemons like and melons. <laughs> I've seen the videos. Yeah. Lemons and melons. <laughs> so, uh, melons. Well, no. well, I, my main expertise is uh, is close up magic. So uh, things that are that are most common to people, as well as I'm a stand up magician as well. So when I do my shows, that's when I bring out the melons and the props and everything. 
but when I'm just, you know, yeah. on the street or in the in the bars, I uh, carry all my props on me. So, you know, from cars, money to coins to, you know, rubber bands to uh, mind, you know, mind reading and uh, figure out what people are thinking or bend coins in people's hands or, you know, things that really kind of make you think for a second, like, wait, is this, could this possibly be real? That you want to not Dude. think that you want to think that it's fake, but you know those puzzle pieces. Once they don't fit, it, there's no other explanation except for magic. Dude, that, that <laughs> dude, that uh, mind reading shit is fucking crazy. I have to admit, man. Like, there's there's some shit that I I've seen online where like they'll like ask about some like crazy ass number, and like there's no way that like they could be able to know this, but that some they'll somehow know it, dude. That's like the craziest type of tricks to me, man. Like that shit blows me away, man. Those are my favorite kinds, man. The ones that really deal with the mind and deal with, you know, the whole psychology of it. And it could really scare people, man. Like, I've had, a, like, yeah. one of the craziest things to happen to me, man, is uh, I had, a, you know, a grown man in his late 40s cry in front of me because what I did was so moving. You know, and, like, and at that point, you know, it, it freaked me out because it's like, you know, if I could really make an impression like that on, you know, and this was like a manly man. Like he straight up told me, he said, I'm a full blown atheist. I bash on religion and you right now are giving me something to believe in, you know? And like, to me at that point, it's like, wow, like what else can I do? You know? And that's, you know, that's that driving motivation for me. <laughs> that's so funny. What's what's the biggest crowd that you've actually performed for? Uh, the biggest crowd, I want to say, uh, it was upwards of about like two hundred people. Holy um, shit! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was actually uh, I had it on video, and it was uh, my first. We're talking about the the uh, the lemons and melon. Uh, you know that trick's called the cups and balls. And uh, and that nice. was my first time ever performing. <laughs> it was my first time ever performing the cups and balls, and uh, and it was the most memorable, you know, time of my life. Like you know, at well, at that point, like it was, you know, it was something really spectacular. Like you know, I ended up getting a standing ovation from all these people, and and like it was just amazing. You know, uh, I love magic so much because it, you know, it to be able to provoke a reaction from somebody. You know, whether it's a happy one or, you know, like a sad one or they can get mad or they can get scared. Like the fact that I'm able to, to pull that from somebody, you know, that's that's extraordinary to me. And it's, it's, it's like the I, I'm, I'm a I want to be a, a true entertainer. And, uh, you know, and magic to me is like the like the purest form of art or, you know, of entertainment, uh, you know, because when we're when we're children, you know, everything is magical. Everything is new, and that's why it's it's magic. It's some things that we've never seen before. You know, looking at a piece of paper as a two-year-old, you're like, what the hell is this? And, you know, as we grow up, we become familiarized with everything around us, and it ceases to become amazing. And what magic does is it kind of brings us back into that that mindset, that feeling of when everything was magical and when we didn't understand. And, you know, and so it... You know, it's really, it's it's a crazy thing. You know, I, I love magic so much. I love all entertainment. I want to be, 
like I said, a true entertainer. I want to connect with everybody from every platform, you know, regardless of whether it's, you know, magic or acting or dancing or music or, you know, uh, directing anything, you know, I want to, I want to be able to not be disadvantaged whatsoever and be able to just connect with people. Cause that's, that's what's important to me. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. get those fucking hecklers? The the fucking. Oh. <laughs> I mean, good fucking yeah. god! I bet you <laughs> deal, especially at bars. Yeah. I bet you deal with some oh, fucking douchebags. It it definitely comes to the territory. Yeah, you you could definitely call them douchebags to put it lightly. Um, you know, uh, it really does. It, it comes to the territory. You know, like you were saying earlier about Randini. You know. Man, this fucking dude's got all these people around him, and he's getting all this attention. I get a lot of salty people, as fuck. <laughs> a lot of people, like some people, don't like it to the point where that they go out of their way to try and screw it up, you know. And mm. uh, and yeah. that at that point, it's up to you as a performer to be able to kind of disarm this heckler well, that's this what, asshole. Whatever, that's what I know? thought it was neat that you said is that you said that you you. You lay it out on the table and you say, okay, well, this, that, and the other, right? Like A, B, and C. And then you kind of just crush all options. And then you leave exactly, them scratching yeah. your fucking head like, holy shit. <laughs> then you start crying. And... Right. <laughs> God, dog. Now, don't lie. Do not lie. How much did you love 24 karat magic in the air? <laughs> Was that like well, your theme song for a long time? <laughs> People always tell me that uh, I look like Bruno Mars, especially when I wear my fedoras. So, you know. <laughs> well, well so, lady, you know, it, ladies it, listening well, to this right now, my man Will the Magician's a straight dime piece. I was going to ask, like, is the is the fedora like a, like your thing? Like, a, like when you go out, bars, got to rock the fedora? Like, it's part of your, like, not costume, of course, but, like, part of your, your, your thing? Your persona? Like, I mean... Yeah, 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 you could. Yes, definitely. I mean, you could even call it a costume. You know, uh, when I, whenever I, I go out, I go by the saying. It's from Will Smith. It's if you're always ready, you ain't gotta get ready. So you know, when I go out, you know, I'm I'm dressed, you know, super dapper and add a little bit of like mysterious to it. I feel like the fedora adds that kind of like I don't know, like hats or something crazy because you know people are like. What's up with that guy? You know, or you know, like, what does he do? I've had people tell me after meeting me, they were like, "Yo, man, like, when I came and saw you, you seemed like somebody that I wanted to hear what they had to say." Mm-hmm. And you know, and that that all comes from the presentation, the way that you you uh, that people perceive you. And the first thing that they see when they look at you is the way that you're dressed or what you wear. And you know, and I've had a lot of people be like. I honestly thought that you were a magician before you even came up and showed me a trick Damn. just because of like the way I was dressed, you know? And, and so I really like fashion. I really like the idea that, you know, you can, you can alter people's perceptions through just little details about yourself, little right. things that you, you do and say the way you carry yourself, the way you walk, the way you dress, everything, you know? So another thing that you mentioned um, yeah. earlier was you said you want to be an all-around entertainer. And again, bringing Randini back to it, he went from strictly um, magician and he switched his whole yeah. shit up. And then he 
fully started focusing on stand-up comedy, has that been something oh, that, yeah. that you wanted to focus on? Like oh, that definitely. Type of, I mean, uh, entertainment. Of course, you know, uh, like for when I do shows, I I do like close up magic, but I also have like a I have an hour long act where you know people can hire me to come and you could sit you know seventy five to one hundred fifty people. Uh, and just watch me a one man show, and so you know it's it's infused with a, a lot of comedy, a lot of you know, and you can play off the audience. That's my favorite part when when you get a really cool audience that like you know likes to have a good time with you, and then you can kind of just play off them and ad lib and and everything. Like you know, comedy comedy is a, another one of those pure forms of you know like of connection. You know, people love to laugh, people love to feel good, and you know, and to kind of like combine those two it turns into a, like a, a really great show and everything. So yeah, I love comedy. Uh, I've wanted to kind of jump into stand-up comedy. Uh, and, and it freaks me out in a sense, cause you know, as a magician, like I'm, I'm giving something for people to watch, you know, whether I talk or not, they're going to be watching what I'm doing. And, uh, and stand-up comedians, they're a little bit different because they're just talking and they're having everybody's eyes on them. And what they say is what matters. You know, it's not a trick that they do or, a, you know, anything like that. It's literally what they say from their mind, from their wit is what's going to hit home, you know. And uh, and so, yeah, I really respect stand-up comedians uh, because, you know, like that, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, and, you know, to, to sit there and think and come up with your own, um, just your own repertoire of, of things that are funny to you and, and you hope that they're funny to other people, you know, that's, that's a really like legit craft. Yeah. You know? Do you, uh, so, yeah. do you like have a favorite yeah. trick that like your go to like, all right, fuck it. Shit's not going well. Boom. Ching. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'm, uh, when I'm out and about, you know, and I'm just, I, I have what I have on me. Uh, my first, my first go-to trick that, you know, I know is going to impress somebody, you know, I, I try to stay away from the cards when I introduce myself just because of the fact that, you know, you know, there's two things that people think when they see a deck of cards. One, they think, wow, this magician, of course, he has a deck of cards on him. The second thing is, is, wow, this magician is using a fixed deck or a special deck on me now. And so before I even pull out a deck of cards, which of course, you know, remember those puzzle pieces, I, I show the deck completely. I let them go through the deck and pick their own card and then write their name so they know that there's no other card like it in the entire world. But uh, when I do my, when I walk up to them, I pull out money and I even say, you know, magician always carries a deck of cards. I want to do something that's a little more familiar. And I pull out, you know, uh, I pull out five dollars, and I count through them and show them front and back. And I say, if I was real magic, what would you want me to do with these? What would you do if you were real magic and you only had five dollars on you? And most people would say, oh, I'd probably, probably change them into hundreds. <laughs> and that's what I do. Holy shit. I'll change my five ones into five hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Go ahead and come over and right now. I got five ones for you right now, but. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a couple dollars. You can go ahead and uh, switch over for me. Right. This is why I tell them though. They're like, "Yo, can you change my money? Look, I got some money on you." Uh, and I'm like, "Yo, you know, I can change them. I, I charge a fee though. I got to keep it all." 
and that money goes straight back into their pocket. Like, they're like, no thanks. <laughs> that was nice. So one yeah. one of the main questions for you is, I mean, you have to have had just a f- epic fail. Has anybody caught you dead in the act or, or something go wrong and you're just like, fuck. Definitely. 100%. Like, and, you know, more that, often than not or not really? Uh, well, that's when it comes, that's when it like, you know, what separates a hobbyist from a professional is the amount of time that you put in to perfect the craft. You know, they say that it takes 10,000 hours to, uh, to perfect the craft. Me and my brother, we uh, we did the math, and it would take about eight years, like you practice eight hours a day, to uh, to put in ten thousand hours. And so, uh, I I definitely I don't I have not gotten to ten thousand hours yet. I'm not sure. I haven't put into into account of how many hours I put in, but I I practice every time I get a chance to. Whenever I'm in front of a mirror, and uh, when I do mess up, it's it's motivating to me just because I don't ever want to mess up again. Right. And, uh, and so I'll put in that extra time to, to fix it. But, of course, it still happens. It definitely still happens. And, uh, and that's, once again, where that, that performer, you know, that comes into, you know, comes into play because, you know, the one thing about magic as compared to any other type of art or like, you know, from like music or dancing or whatever, if you mess up on a beat, you can get back on the beat, you know, when it comes back around. If you mess up on a magic trick, that's the end of the trick. Because right. there's no way that you can, you could go back and, you know, find that card or, you know, fix what you just did. So, you know, if people see, you can have the greatest show of all time. And if you were to mess up on one trick in the entire show, the one thing that people are going to remember is that time that you messed up. They're not going to remember that grand finale where a melon pops out of a hat or, you know, anything like, you know, somebody disappears. Like, they're not going to remember that. They're going to remember the fact that you messed up and it alters their perception of what the whole show. And uh, and so, you know, you as a performer have to kind of, you have to take control and make the people forget about what they just saw and what is about to happen. If I know I messed up, I'm going to try and work my way around it and say, well, let's forget about that. We're going to work on this instead. Instead of saying like, oh, I messed up or still try to finish the trick, even though I know that at the end when the, uh, when the magic's supposed to happen, nothing's going to happen. Like that's, that's the worst possible thing to do. So, you know, I'll, I'll try and work my way around or, you know, uh, change the story or kind of get off topic in a sense and, uh, and work my way around. Now, when it comes to fails in general, uh, I could tell you this funny story that I, I had. I had a performance at a, at a bar with that Locatera Mall and they had a, a grand opening. It's called Bite Street and, uh, it was an outdoor bar and they had a real big patio that they just built. And you know, uh, you know how like those wooden decks, they have like little, uh, little seams or like, uh, little openings, uh, in between each piece of wood, you know, it's like a, maybe like a quarter inch or, you know, half inch wide. Right. And I was, uh, I was doing a, a trick for a lady where I, I borrow her ring 
and I make it disappear and it reappears in a nest of wallets. It reappears in uh, like the big wallet. I take it out. I take from inside the big wallet, there's a smaller wallet. Inside the smaller wallet, there's an even smaller wallet. And on the inside of that one, there's a small folded handkerchief, which the ring is inside the folded handkerchief. And uh, so the trick went great. Everybody was like, wow, yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, this was like a, one of those rich side of town. So this, this lady had a big rock on her ring. And, uh, and so I hand it back to her. The ring leaves my hands. It is now in her possession. And as she was like trying to put it back on, it slips out of her fingers and it falls and bounces around that little seam and falls right in. No. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, no. That has never, ever happened before. And it was the most like, it was terrifying. What did they do? Like, uh, they have to cut well, a hole or something? <laughs> no, they had, like, there was a small opening on, like, the side of this patio, and they had to get somebody to go in there with a flashlight. And it took about 30 minutes for this dude to find the ring, and it was just, like, the most, like, stressful, yeah, yeah. like, suspenseful yeah. moment. I'm like, please find the ring, please. I don't want this to be the end of my career, please. <laughs> like, yeah, and, uh, Were you thinking to yourself, like, career's over right now, or fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but magician will yeah. you can't magically make it appear again okay i i double this i i do magic not miracles okay <laughs> i you know i try to keep it keep it to a minimum okay <laughs> all right so um where can most people in san antonio find you you have a set schedule do you have a like hangout spots do you have you know favorites uh no um well, of course, I do magic professionally, so uh, whether, you know, it's a private event or, you know, like from, like, birthday parties to house parties to strip clubs. I perform for um, nice. a couple strip clubs here in San Antonio. <laughs> they love the money trick. It's a, uh, that one's, uh, you know, pretty they, fun. They have, um, their own, they have their own tricks to get magically <laughs> money ha- right. pop up. We, we, we trade tricks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, so you know, uh from like weddings to bar mitzvahs, you know, quinceañeras, any type of performance. I, I do venues uh every now and then just for fun, you know, to just uh kinda get my name out there and meet new performers and just meet people. But uh but I guess, you know uh right now I'm uh I'm helping out with uh, some friends of mine, they're they're promoters. And so uh, we promote all over San Antonio. And of course, you know, like my main thing is that I'm the magician. Come out and have a good time and also see some magic. Right, for sure. And, uh, for sure, uh, promote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, so I, I actually, oh. what's that? Oh, no, I, had, I had one final question for you, man. Like, like you you mentioned, you know, the uh, future for you, man. Like, what's the career, you know, goal for you where, like, you're like, fuck, I made it, man. Like, like I'm exactly where I want to be. Like, what is that moment, man? I think that's a tough question because, you know, we're always, you know, we're never satisfied with where we are, even if it's where we want to be. Like, you know, I'm all about setting goals and achieving them. But once you finish, like, once you achieve the goal, like, you can't just be like satisfied you can't ah, i'm gonna take a rest you always got to keep growing and keep going and keep trying new things and 
going different directions. And uh, so, you know, um, I guess, you know, short-term, short-term goals, you know, as, as right now as William uh, the Magician, you know, I want to, I want to kind of, I want to solely rely on magic to, to the point where, you know, I can, I can, you know, live comfortably and just do magic for a living. And, uh, that's, I'm, we're about 80% there right now. And so, you know, I'm, I'm working on, that's, that's my short term goal. But when it comes to being an entertainer, you know, I want to, I want to be, and not to sound arrogant or sound, you know, like, I think so highly of myself, but I want to be somebody like Michael Jackson or somebody that, that really makes, made an impact on the world. You know, I want to be somebody that's, you know, my name is going to be remembered forever. So, you know, when it comes to magic, I don't want to just be a magician. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to die being, you know, known as only the magician. Even if I became like a Chris Angel or David Blaine, like that's not, exactly what I want to be. That's great. That's a part of what I want to be, but that's not only what I want to be. Okay. You know, I want considering that? You, considering that you said that you want to do uh this full time, have you thought about location? Have you thought about maybe San Antonio isn't the best place yeah. for me location? Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean the main the main goal would probably be to uh to travel to California, Los Angeles area. You know, that's that's where the famous people are. That's the people I want to be around. That's the people I want to be. And, uh, and of course, you know, that's going to take time, money and, and everything else. But, uh, for like, I guess the, the starters, I want to kind of like feel it out. You know, they say Austin is becoming the next Hollywood. It's it's really, it's coming up. And so, uh, as like a precautionary, you know, just to feel it out, I want to be, I want to move to Austin and like see what I can make of myself there. And you know what? Even if I fail, I'm an hour away from home, San Antonio. So like, it's, it's no big deal if I do, you know, and that's to me at that point, if I do fail, that's, I'm going to take that as a learning experience. I'm not going to take it as like, man, well, maybe I should give up and maybe get a normal job that's going to be motivation for me to work even harder to get exactly where I want to be. Where can people find you yeah. on social media? So, uh, uh, from Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all that is under at Magician Will, no spaces. Uh, of course, you know, Snapchat, it's a little bit different, still the same concept. My Snapchat is Will the Magician, no spaces. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, Right now in the mix is uh, I'm getting a lot more magic videos edited and uh, going to be posting them pretty soon. So stay tuned for that as well. So we're going to be doing some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> man, well we are really we seriously awesome, appreciate man. you getting on. Um, and again, yeah, I want to I want to commend sure. you for your good work because the only way I found out about you was not only her by the way. There was her and a friend. I don't even know if you know who exactly who I'm talking about. Like time frame wise, do you think you do? I do you think you know who I'm well, talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I I remember the exact group because uh, she told me that night. She was like, my friend, you know, he does podcasts oh, and uh, he's really awesome. I, like, and I think he'd be a really good uh, you know person to have on have on the show. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely open to doing something like that. Like, I would love to be a part of that and she was like okay well I'll let him know 
and uh, we'll see what happens from there. And I, I didn't expect it to happen so quick because it was the very next morning that I got the message saying, hey, man, I heard some great things. Come on the show. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm a go-getter, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> For sure. Man, we, de- we definitely Hell appreciate yeah, it, man. man. Um, like I said, everybody go follow Will the Magician. Guy's fucking amazing. I've, I'm have i officially following you, of course. Uh, there's videos on there. The videos are freaking awesome. Again, I haven't had the opportunity to look at the, the um, YouTube. But everybody, everybody make sure you follow Will the Magician. And do you have any final words? Anything to Anything to say? Uh, well, honestly, like, thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, I'm really, like, I really appreciate it, and I had a wonderful time talking with you guys, sharing some stories, and, uh, and I hope to be on again soon, man. Of course, man. Keep us updated with everything, yeah, sure, man. man. All right, well, that sounds good. Well, you all have a great night, man. You too. Appreciate it. You too, man. All right. Yes, sir. Bye. Yeah, that was Magician Will. And again, what's neat about Magician Will is, I kid you not, I I have to tell the story again. Again, so keep in mind that I find out about Magician Will at 3.30 in the morning. I literally found out about him when, 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 uh, when she was like, Yo, I got this, like, perfect person to be on the podcast that motherfucking tells me that magician will is doing his motherfucking thing this is on wax the podcast holla at your motherfucking boys let's go